just going to go ahead and cut to the chase. I'm running for president in 2036. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining. What a week. I don't know if you heard, but the Trump administration secretly obtained CNN reporter Barbara Starr's personal phone and email records, but all they found were fake nudes. <laughs> The House approved a commission to look into the January 6th attack on the Capitol, 252 to 175. So 35 Republicans joined the Democrats in support of the commission, while the other 175 were too busy planning the next coup. <laughs> I'm sure you heard this week, Egypt helped broker a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas and are now trying to get both parties to build trust, to which historians said, Egypt, please don't ask Israel to build anything else. <laughs> 22 GOP-led states are ending the additional $300 a week employment benefits. Boo, right? It is a well-known economics theory, though, called trickle-down use. <laughs> this week, Texas lawmakers are trying to change their school's curriculum to downplay slavery and anti-Mexican discrimination. Like they say, everything is bigger and better in Texas except acknowledging their racist history. <laughs> Definitely. North Korea's stockpiles of nuclear weapons has doubled in the last four years. So take this as a warning, Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Kim Jong-un has banned skinny jeans and mullets in North Korea. So there goes Def Leppard's last chance at a comeback. <laughs> in other news, Matt Gates' ex-girlfriend says she is willing to cooperate with the feds in his sex trafficking investigation, but it's gonna have to be during recess. <laughs> now moving on we have an amazing guest today he's a politician activist and he's run in every presidential election since 1992 everybody please help me give a nice warm welcome to the one and only vermin supreme <laughs> and there he rides in on a majestic the most majestic creatures on the planet are you ready ponies how about you, Pony? Are, are you ready? Okay. And how about you, Pony? Are you also ready? I thought you might be. All righty, Ponies. Let's go. Get it, Ponies. Ponies. Now. Incredible. Welcome. Hi. I like ponies. They're nice ponies. Do you like ponies? Uh, excuse me, ponies. I need to get in here to do this interview. If you could just back up a little bit, that would be great. <laughs> ponies. Beautiful. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. It's me, Vermin Supreme from the <laughs> internet. Thank you for uh, booting up today with us. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. And uh, thank you for having me on your uh, television program here today. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been uh, really staying away from this whole podcast format. Got, got right. a little burnt out on it during the election year, man. <laughs> I was like, doing two or three a day. <laughs> that. I, huh, yeah, asking questions, having to give answers, having to give real answers, having people like care, like what you're saying for an answer, like it means something. <laughs> I can assure you, Vermin, every question I ask you today, I don't give a about. 
Well, thank you. I, I, I truly appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that, uh, that this is a, a uh, moving picture, if you will. <laughs> so how much is Big Dental paying you? Not enough, my friend. Not enough. Um, I am a citizen dental advocate. I just believe that uh, we as a country must uh, unite uh, behind the war on plaque. It's the only choice that we have. Uh, otherwise, we'll be a bunch of toothless uh, bastards, if you will. I, I really respect that. And you're you're the only candidate I've ever met who's brave enough to speak out about it um, openly, open-mouthed. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. I, I would go through the whole gingivitis has been eroding the gum line of this great nation of ours for long enough, but that sort of played out or no. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> do you have a regimen, anything you can recommend, some tips for the little folks like us? Well, all I can say is uh, if you don't floss, it is your loss. Uh, flossing Ooh. is a very uh, underappreciated part of the dental hygiene regimen uh, that every uh, American or human being with teeth should certainly uh, participate in. Uh, the gums are very, very important, and uh, you don't want to mistreat them. Uh, so, yes, flossing is, of course, uh, now people will say, Vermin, it's all, you're all about the mandatory toothbrushing law. What about flossing? And uh, unfortunately, I do believe that it's politically not the right time for that legislation. Sure, it would pass the House. Anything will. But I think it would really get gummed up in the Senate. So, therefore, mm. I'm pushing forth uh, the uh, mandatory flossing uh, at this time. I love it. I'm on board. You have my vote, Vermin. Well, now, be, be on board or be waterboarded. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that for sure. And of course, the waterboarding will include uh, fluoridated water. I think we clarified that uh, quite some time ago. Of course, it'll come directly from Flint. Now, you've you've run in every presidential presidential election since 1992. You've run under Republican, Democrat, Independent, and most recently Libertarian. So, what is the key to a good quinceanera party? Those are true things. What I'm sorry, what was the last uh, word? What? What is the key to a good quinceanera party? Ah, yes, of course. Well, uh, you, you need a, a young woman, uh, 15 years old, ideally, I think. I think that's uh, yeah. sort of the, the uh, breaker, yeah. breaker yeah. Uh, you know, if you ain't got that, then you ain't got no party, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, you, I mean, you need to find uh, the, the proper aged uh, woman who, who uh, and I, I think we would go through Matt Gatz for that, right? Um, I think you could probably connect us. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and, of course, you probably want a pony. Probably want a pony. Probably, <laughs> probably want a pony. Pro probably want a pinata. Maybe a pony yes. pinata, perhaps. Yes. The pony yeah. pinata um, would be appropriate. Um, and, uh, you know, stuff. And, and a bunch of friends, balloons. You want, you want balloons. You got to. Um, all those things, yes. Now, maybe given the. Make a party. I, I, I love it. Now, 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 given, of course, the growing uh, Hispanic demographic in the United States. Would you be willing to change your policy to free Burro for all? Um, once again, um, we have considered this. Uh, I believe the boroughs would be more likely uh, issued to uh, immigrants uh, crossing the border um, and to, to differentiate them. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it, it would be a, a stigma uh, at all. Not, not at all. Uh, but I'm just saying um, it, it would be a certain uh, poetry to it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a, a cultural pride, if you will. So of course you you know you you have big plans for I, I, time no, travel. You're, you're not trying to make an of me, are you? <laughs> 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 that joke. 
no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, uh, speaking of drug mules, speaking of drugs, there, <laughs> you, it's, it's the Vermin Supreme glass pipe. Ah, available on my website, vermintsupreme.com. Check it out. You pack my belly. Yeah, uh, the the feet are are uh, other carburetor, just like in real life, and you Beautiful. get to suck on my boot, just like in real life. <laughs> and he lights everybody. Come on now, this is this is television history right here. Woo! No. Of course, you smoke on the live stream quite often. You have your own program called High Noon. Uh, I have my own program called Highest Truth, where I get high and, uh, and attempt to solve problems. That sounds so very this exciting. Is... I, I don't worry about any problems, uh, but uh, that's good. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 420 a.m. Uh, high Noon with Vermin Supreme. Yes, it's, it's at noon every uh, Saturday, Eastern uh, Standard Time. And um, it is what it is. It's sort of a spinoff of uh, my live, my Facebook live streams, uh, which I started approximately a year ago, and they were much more steady. And uh, essentially, they were uh, consisting of nature walks, myself walking through the, the woods and uh, speaking in calming tones to people. It was at the time when a lot of people were freaking out and having some serious mm. uh, situations with the COVID and trying to figure out and so i made it a public service uh that i would simply walk through the woods and show people nice scenery and, and find a, a body of water with reflections generally and uh, i still do it occasionally uh it's much more random and uh, every so often but the uh, high noon with firm and supreme show uh which was something that my social media people said i i needed to do so i'm not yeah okay i'll do it and uh, of course it's it's a very low impact show it's it's, it's barely a show i mean i don't even want to call it a show but it's a it's a time that I get together with, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe 25 viewers that tune in and, and I just we just chat. I don't know. It's, it's very low impact. It's very low key. That's awesome. Um, and it's uh, it's it's a nice connection that I, that I feel like I, I make with my people. Um, yes. Well, we, we'll drop the link in the comments. You can check out uh, High Noon on uh, Vermin's channels. And, and how how often are you high? Are you high every day of the week, 24 seven smoke weed every day, every other day? I'd say every day, uh, especially since the uh, great state of Massachusetts uh, legalized the ability to uh, grow our own. And so now you can grow your own and grow a year's supply pretty much and save thousands of dollars a year. It's, it's a very uh, wonderful thing. Um, I probably am about a, maybe a gram a day, if, if that. Um, so, yeah, about, about an ounce a month, about 12 ounces a year, I, I guess, if you wanted to do the mathematical equations. Um, Gramaday keeps the dentist away, as they say, right? Yeah. Now, uh, you know, as you may know, I'm running for president in 2036. So obviously, we're going to, you know, see a lot more of each other that year. Uh, now, I, I have my own policy regarding marijuana. I think it should be mandatory for every citizen to smoke at least once between the age of 18 and 21 and have a very uncomfortable conversation with your parent, if you can, while you're high. Uh, it's, it's going to be a mandatory program. Um, and, uh, yeah, you literally have to have proof. You have to video record the whole conversation with your parents or, or guardian at that time, 18 to 21. How, how do you feel about a mandatory marijuana policy? Uh, well, of course, uh, in my friendly fascist persona, I am all about the mandatory things, toothbrushings and the like. Uh, as a uh, legitimate real-world libertarian candidate, naturally, I am against <laughs> anything mandatory. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, I, 
I, it's it's a very interesting thing because of course I am known primarily as a satirical candidate, as a as a parody candidate, as a candidate who don't give a f and says stupid things all the time. And uh, when I was seeking the Libertarian Party nomination, interestingly enough, a lot of the more serious people, because there are a fair amount of very literalist people thinking there, um, they had a real problem with that. And uh, it was a very <laughs> interesting dynamic for us to try and present the idea that it was a very good idea to make me their presidential nominee. <laughs> and uh, yet, for some reason, uh, a lot of these people felt that I, I was making a joke of them or, or that people would perceive it to be a joke party. And we had to come up with a very strong strategy as to why a, a serious party could actually put up an individual perceived to be a joke candidate and not have that stick to them. And mm -hmm. we came up with this whole uh, in on the joke. Uh, it was a, it was a hashtag. Uh, we, we made educational materials and we were uh, trying to explain uh, to the potential delegates uh, the wisdom uh, in utilizing uh, my joke uh, satirical candidacy as a way to draw attention and uh, build, uh, bring in the youth and uh, really do something that had never been done before uh, on that level uh, in a real uh, presidential campaign. Um, ultimately, it, 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 it failed, I guess. I, I don't want to say it failed because it, it was very successful on, on a lot of different levels. I mean, ultimately, we did uh, change the, the culture and the thinking and the perceptions of, of uh, regular people about the Libertarian Party. Because naturally, I mean, it took me a long time to reach a point where my own uh, left-leaning social anarchist felt comfortable meshing uh, with the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian Party platform. Because, <laughs> I mean, I always thought the, the Libertarians were scumbags, quite frankly, and, and, and that they were nasty people and greedy people and uh, all of these things. But uh, ultimately, in my many years of evolving and, and dealing and, and uh, meeting these people, I found uh, that uh, that was only partially true of a certain segment, <laughs> uh, but, but a lot the ones of who didn't vote for you. Yeah. 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 yeah especially <laughs> them. Especially them. In fact, uh, there was recently a, 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 a Twitter poll on who was the greater libertarian myself or Lou Rockwell. And uh, naturally I crushed it because I tend to crush all Twitter polls and a lot of the uh, more, more serious hoppy and conservative uh, leaning libertarians who have a real problem with me for some reason. Um, <laughs> they didn't like it one bit. I mean, because me, I'm like, oh, I'm Vermin Supreme. Everybody loves me. But uh, the, the interesting fact is, no, no, no. I have a lot of haters, but I think they still like me. That's good. That's amazing. And, 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 you know, now that you are associated with the Libertarian Party, I imagine you would consider the two party system a problem. And, and if that is the case, how do we fix it? Well, I, I've always uh, considered the, the uh, two party system uh, to be a, a serious problem. And of course, that is uh, one of the uh, points that I've been trying to draw attention through uh, my candidacy uh, and campaign. Uh, and of course, it is essentially uh, been like pissing on fish in a barrel because it's just so, uh, so stupid and so, so obvious uh, that I, I just like, there it is. And of course, I do believe that third parties are uh, quite possibly and quite likely a possible solution. There are certain limitations as to how the uh, government uh, framework has been put together. Uh, uh, through the Constitution and, and through practice and stuff. 
enough. And, you know, it's a representational democracy, which theoretically should be fine. Uh, but of course, there's a lot of these tinkerings and a, a lot of these uh, current laws. Uh, there, there's an attack on, uh, on democracy and an, an attack on, on voting itself with a, a lot of this legislation uh, being put forth. And so it is a, an ongoing uh, dynamic uh, situation. It, it's a, there is tension, it, it's a struggle, um, and there's a fight. And of course, uh, myself a, as a, a goofball a satirical candidate, um, I'm not really, uh, I don't need to have any solutions. I don't need to uh, have any uh, grand answers to anything, which is the beauty of it. Now, it was a very interesting dynamic. Once again, I'm going to call forth uh, my libertarian candidacy because during the uh, the primaries and all the debates at all the state conventions, uh, I found myself in a situation where, uh, as a candidate, um, I had to not only give answers uh, to uh, the questions in a, in a libertarian fashion, uh, but I, you also had to give them with conviction as if though you really knew what you were talking about, as if you really did have the answers. And um, that, and you know, I, sometimes I'd be pulling things out my and yet trying to sell them in a very serious uh, fashion. So, so the opposite it, approach of, of Gary Johnson. Well, a little bit. I mean, there, there was this, uh, you know, I, I was still allowed to be funny. I still allowed myself uh, to, to throw in a, a bunch of zingers and, uh, uh, entertaining uh, commentary, but ultimately I was having to prove that I was a, a more serious person uh, with a more serious take on things. I, it was, you know, I had to develop essentially almost a, a new character, uh, you know, serious vermin. Um, yeah. Which was a, a totally different way of communicating. I mean, I believe that uh, what I have done over the years has, you know, I've developed a communication strategy uh, that has been very successful in, in allowing me to amplify uh, my First Amendment free speech voice and uh, and reach so many, you know, millions of people uh, across the planet uh, that I never would have if I was just a normal guy wearing normal clothes, <laughs> normal things <laughs> on a street corner. It's it's just too easily dismissed. And yeah. uh, so ultimately, I was able to parlay this this notoriety of being a street activist and and having no constraints, if you will, because ultimately that that's a little bit of it. I can do whatever I want. I go, blah, 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 blah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the people who enjoy it uh, really like that. And yet, so it's, but it gave, it put me in a position where I was able to actually make a legitimate offer to a legitimate political party that it was reasonable to utilize my candidacy as a way to propel their message forward. Uh, ultimately, they said no way, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, when all was said and done one year ago today, I, I came in third and received 20% of over a thousand delegates. That agreed that That's amazing. And uh, so I, I think from the position that I started being a completely uh, satirical, uh, parody candidate to uh, uh, somebody that almost became a real politician. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. I, but uh, of course, it wasn't my idea. Uh, and I was recruited. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there were certain libertarians, my campaign managers and staff, they approached me. And, you know, I, I don't think they were doing it just to f with the party. No, I think they really believed genuinely that it was a, 
and, and a good idea. And uh, sure. I, I tend to agree. And now having gone through eight elections and your last goal for this, the, the last election was to get 5% of, I believe the whole, the entire American population, right? Well, once uh, uh, again, that was, that was one of the selling points uh, that yeah. uh, if I was the nominee uh, that I could get uh, 5%. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some. Yeah. There, there we go. Thank you. And um, that was, that was a goal uh, for sure. Ultimately, my, my previous goal, I think the most serious goal was to achieve the threshold for federal election matching funds. Um, that was uh, if you were able to uh, reach a certain threshold with a certain number of uh, donations, um, then you would qualify for uh, doubling up that money by the, by the feds, by their tax money, uh, by your tax money. Thank you very much. Um, but we, we, we sort of blew that off. But uh, but I, I raised over eighty thousand uh, dollars in the last election cycle uh, for Amazing. my campaign, which was ultimately that was more money than I had spent on every other campaign put together combined. And it wow. was it was amazing I, that, that so many people uh, were so generous uh, with their, their money uh, because they uh, saw the possibilities uh, that, that it, it gave us. Now, what, what's your goal for this next election? Do you have one? Ultimately, uh, it, that is undecided. Um, I don't have a real goal. It really depends what kind of uh, campaign uh, that I will be running and what uh, the objectives uh, will be. I mean, obviously, with the Libertarian run, I had to make certain concessions. Uh, you know, notably, I, did, I could not put myself on the New Hampshire primary ballot. Um, you know, and over the years, that's where I've gotten uh, quite a bit of my uh, publicity from being on the New Hampshire primary ballot. New Hampshire being the first in the nation primary with a, just a, an outsized amount of attention being paid to it. And uh, by putting up that thousand dollars and getting on their ballot, um, you know, I, I came in third. I've come in uh, fourth. Uh, I've wow. beat actual uh, former uh, governors and um but because I was seeking the party's nomination, uh, you know, there, I could not do that and uh, instead won the New Hampshire Libertarian Party primary. <laughs> and well-deserved, well-deserved, no doubt about it. And now I know you're, you're, you're a big uh, proponent for time travel research. I imagine yeah. you haven't found a machine yet because otherwise you probably would have already well, been president friend, by let, now. Let me yeah. tell you this right here, right now. It's yes. all here in my book, Blueprint for a New America, iPony, iPony, Blueprint for a New America. It is a story about life long after a vermin supreme presidency, after everyone has their pony, after the secret dental police have set up checkpoints every couple hundred yards, and after zombies fuel the nation. It is a mm. warning from the people of the future to you, the people of their past, your present, that Vermin Supreme is a madman and must be stopped. It's all here. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. It has all sorts of exciting uh, illustrations. Um, it was one of these opportunities where I was able to reach out to a bunch of people that I uh, just a, a big fans of and uh, was able to ask them to to do stuff for art or there's a zombie turbine facility uh, you can see the uh, giant uh, 
and there's the zombies and the, and they're marching and there is uh oh and of, of course yes yeah uh, yes a uh, uh, warning uh not safe for work uh there is a uh, there is some <laughs> uh, gratuitous pony erotica uh, in this book that uh, that your viewers would certainly enjoy <laughs> <laughs> they would they would that's amazing we'll put the we'll put the link to your book in the comments now aside from the obvious war on zombies what other okay, people, people need to be aware that you know yeah. they think they're going to take out a zombie they're going to do the headshot because mm -hmm. they, traditionally that's what the media has told them to do but right friends, if you take that headshot you are rendering that zombie unsuitable for energy production because we need them in their entirety if we are going to harness their awesome power of perpetual motion chasing those dangling brains uh you can't blow their brains out because it, it, it they won't work anymore so then what is the halal way of murdering a zombie, if you will? Well, you're not, it's a capture. It, it's, it's sort of mm. like carbon capture, uh, but with zombies. So you're, so you're trying to capture the zombies. Um, you, you may remember- For the when, internment camps, yeah. Uh, Homeland Security, uh, Tom Ridge, he was telling people to go out and buy uh, duct tape and uh, plastic uh, to put over your windows to keep you safe mm -hmm. or some nonsense like that. Uh, quite frankly, that was a, a very low tech uh, zombie capture uh, technique that he yeah. uses. Uh, you just get a big sheet of plastic uh, and and a couple friends, and you just wrap them up and duct tape them. Boom! They ain't going nowhere. Okay, so stock up on duct tape. Noted. You know, I like that you bring awareness to issues that you know most politicians are just terrified to bring up to the public. So, in that same vein, what would you say are the biggest problems that are plaguing American society right now? Uh, plaguing plaquing American society. And, uh, of course, it is indeed uh, gingivitis, a.k.a. plaque, that is truly uh, a drag on this nation's uh, economy and lifestyle. Uh, we can only imagine how many marriages have dissolved over uh, bad breath. Um, of, of course, I, I've heard uh, some, uh, some, uh, a little bit about this uh, COVID thing. And, and of course, uh, I was, and, was in, and the only candidate uh, who will uh, make COVID against the law. Um, very true. Um, I, I, I will create COVID-free zones uh, because uh, the, these free zones work so well with the guns and keeping out drugs and stuff. So we would make the COVID-free zones. I will go back in time and kill baby COVID. Um, I, I, did, I do also propose of building a microscopic antimicrobial antiviral wall around this great nation of ours and follow that up by digging a moat that will fill with hand sanitizer. Thank you, I'm Vermin Spring. And of course, uh, you know, the lack of time travel, the lack of a uh, zombie uh, awareness, um, you know, uh, all, all of these things and the other ones uh, and the lack of ponies, for goodness sake. America ain't got no ponies. What's up with that? Yeah, I, I hate to really get all sentimental right now. But, you know, there's this farmer's market that I used to go to all the time. And because of all the new COVID restrictions, they took away the pony farm. And honestly, it breaks my heart every time I go there. That is very sad. Well, now that we've cured COVID, um, thank you very much. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, hopefully we'll be able to bring those ponies back unless uh, 
there's some sort of pony COVID that we don't know about. <laughs> You're always one step ahead, Vermin Supreme. Um, and that's what makes you my choice candidate for the 2024 election. And that look, that smells delicious. Um, I can catch your aroma. Thank you. Oh, it is a very good one. Uh, yes, it, it's interesting that you're uh, planning on running in uh, in 36 uh, because it's, uh, um, you know, I've been looking very hard in, in, in my prediction chart because I, I'm sort of getting, uh, picking up a little steam with every election cycle. And, uh, and because, you know, my stakes are sort of rising and America's stakes are sort of going down, uh, I figured they would cross somewhere. And uh, that particular year, 36, was uh, what I, where I was feeling that I might actually be elected. But now that you have thrown a monkey wrench in the entire works, well, I'm just going to have to go back in time and kill you as a baby. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> as long as you take out COVID in the same trip, we're good. Absolutely. COVID and Kobe, no big deal. Um, Vermin, we're going to play some game. We're going to play a game right now. Are you down for a game? I thought we were playing a game here right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was the honest, sincere portion of the show. We're now going to get real fun and silly. We're right, going to bring I, out our... I better get stoned for it. <laughs> you better. Well, uh, Vermin is lighting up. Let's bring out our resident game show host, Mr. Keith. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Hello, Vermin. How you doing? Hello, Keith. How are you today? I'm doing Welcome excellent. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to the show as well. Uh, thank you. Ben, how you doing? I, I'm doing really well. Uh, how are you these days? I'm doing great these days. I had a good weekend. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm, good. I, I, I'm glad to do any any highlights of the weekend. Uh, this is my highlight. All right. Are you are you now? Have you had uh, trouble adjusting from from all the the COVID craziness to like a, a place where like it, it's sort of not so crazy? Um, um no, I, I I adjusted pretty well. I I like being inside of my house, mm -hmm. so I, I adjusted pretty well. That's good. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, flat out traumatized. Uh, ultimately, I mean, it, it was like it, it was a quite an event, and uh, it did freak a lot of. Uh, people out in a, in a pretty hard way, and I think a lot of people are are having, if not difficulty, at least a a little bit of uh, work uh, readjusting to how things should be. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'll, you know, try to keep that in mind. Everybody has not been able to handle the this pandemic the way that I have. Uh, not like I've been handling it excellent, but you know, I've made, made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you said, Keith. That's what we have. <laughs> That sounded that's what the edit. Good. Like, I've that's what the final edit's gonna say. Keith's got COVID. That's actually gonna be the caption of the whole episode. Keith's got this COVID thing down. Uh, we have a guest appearance by Vermin Supreme while Keith is just holding down COVID. <laughs> so, so Keith, you 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 have a crossword puzzle for us today? No, I actually. <laughs> it's not a crossword puzzle. So, uh, as you both are going to be running in twenty thirty six. Uh, we wanted to prepare you for the constituency that you will be uh, trying to win over that year. So these are issues that will uh, presumably be important to, to five-year-olds in 15 years. So um, I'm going to give you all this topic. I'll start with you first. Wait, wait, I, I have a clarifying question. Yes. Do these five-year-olds, do they remain five years old for 15 years? Or do <laughs> That's, Depending you know, on your how your time travel research goes, Vermin. Okay. Yes. So if they're five year old today, we're gonna you're adding fifteen years, which you're making them voters. Twenty years. And I, 
I would like to point out I've just been banned on TikTok, so you have a clear cut advantage here, Vermin. No way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I I am huge on fucking TikTok. <laughs> I don't even go on TikTok, but we have a, a channel there. And there's like, I don't know, last I knew there was like 15 million freaking hits on the hashtag. Amazing. 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 So I'm, I'm going to give you both a topic. Sammy, I'll start with you. Uh, you get to give us your stance and then Vermin, you will have a chance also. First, uh, the issues on everyone's mind is cooties. What plans do you have to quell the ongoing cooties epidemic? Now, when I was in elementary, uh, you know, this was back in the 80s, and it was really a backward time. There was this rumor amongst my small circle of friends that girls started cooties. And I later found out years later from a group of girlfriends that guys started cooties. And then I realized that it became this cycle of blame gender, blame gender. Now we live in a world where gender is non-binary. Gender is a spectrum. So we all just need to embrace each other's cooties. And the sooner that we give each other cooties, we won't have to worry about it. The only vaccine to cooties is getting cooties. And I will stand by that as your president. All right. Give a hug, pass the bug. I like that. I like that a lot. Vern, booty rhymes with booty. <laughs> what is your stance on cooties, and, and how do you plan to handle the, the the epidemic of cooties? Well, I believe that cooties are simply not an epidemic. Now, back in my age, uh, when I was a young person, uh, there was indeed uh, the very famous uh, Milton Bradley uh, cootie game. I believe it was a game. Do you, uh, do you remember this game? It was uh, made of these plastic insectoid looking figures. Uh, they were big. They had the, the abdomen and you would like spin the dice or play this, you know, knock the, the thing and, and stick the legs in and, and you would win uh, whoever built the cootie first. Do you know this? You kids, look it up. Look, look it up on the internet. Look, look, no, look right now. Typing cooties, Milton Bradley, right now, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because cooties were a, a great American pastime. Um, they were very popular. Everybody had one, and I believe mm. that everyone should have one today. Yet still, it's a very wholesome pastime uh, for kids of all ages. Cooties by Milton Bradley. Wow. All right. All right. It's going to be a lot harder than I thought. Lots, I believe lots of DDT. I think we should be using lots of uh, DDT. All right. For, for skin, on our skin, I just wanted to get a clip. For the like, just... epidemic, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I've seen historical photos of people spraying it all over themselves. And, uh, it, yep. Yeah. It looked, yep. I've, I've heard those rumors as well. Yeah. Fine. All right. So next topic. Uh, some of your constituents are calling for 364 more Halloweens per year while others want increased Christmases and birthdays. What is your plan to ensure everyone gets candy and presents 2036? Vermin, we can start with you. Well, let me say this about that. As a politician, uh, we tend to like to 
preface things by uh, saying words that uh, don't really mean anything and sort of, you know, while we really mull over the actual question and the actual answers that we may want to give. So, Sam, I hope you're taking taking notes here. Uh, that's a very important part about answering any sort of question, even though it, it, you, know, you may have a feeling how you might want to answer it, uh, but you might not know exactly how you want to answer it right off the bat. So, essentially, it's, it's a lot of uh, qualifying, a lot of uh, saying nothing while you're saying something and uh, then you're saying then then you eventually have to either deflect uh, and not an dodge it and not answer the question at all or somehow address the actual uh, context of the question and so in response to your question uh, yes I believe all Americans love presents they all deserve presents. They all deserve candy as long as they use it judiciously and brush their teeth uh, and floss in accordance with local uh, legislation and laws. Um, I and as an anarchist, of course, I am a strong proponent of the gift economy. Uh, gifting things to people is indeed a very important part of mutual aid itself. Um, and sharing is indeed caring. And uh, we can help take care of each other's needs and wants and desires uh, by, you know, careful consideration. I mean, how can we make someone's life easier by gifting them something, by giving them something they need? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we here at the Vermin Supreme, Vermin Supreme Institute uh, today opened up a, uh, my, my friend Chris Rogers, who's the director of our public works department, uh, open up a food pantry in his own workshop slash garage where he just saw a need and he wanted to give back to the people. And so he just built, a, got a bunch of shelves and went down to the dollar store and dropped a couple hundred bucks on, on food and, uh, and distributed it today. There were five families came in and he was able to gift them uh, with foods. And I believe that pinatas are truly uh, the best uh, distribution system for candy available to man. Thank you. Oh, wow. Got to work for it. Sammy. All right. I, I acknowledge that that was a fantastic response. You know, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take anything away from that. You know, uh, I agree with everything that Vermin said. I would also like to note that I opened a food pantry as well today and I took three cookies out and then I closed it and went on with my business, which is planning things for 2036. Now, Keith, you, you address a very serious problem. A lot of people want Halloween, but a lot of people want Christmas and birthdays. Yeah. Now, how are we gonna remedy this for everyone to make it work for every American? And I t I'll tell you what, we found, we found a way to do it. He will make every day of the year Halloween, but we will add the right to choose to dress up as Santa and deliver presents to as many people as you want. And also you can dress up as the date of your birthday. And if you dress up as the date of your birthday, it suddenly becomes your birthday. And you can also dress up as the date of Christmas. You can dress up as any of the many dates of Hanukkah, Ramadan, any holiday that you want, you can dress up as that date and suddenly it becomes that holiday while it's still maintaining Halloween 365. Because I believe that every American not only deserves, but is entitled to presence. And therefore in 2036, I will not only be your president, but I will be your president. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and may, may I have a, a short follow-up? Yes, go ahead. I just wanted to remind you that mandatory mask laws make everyday Halloween. <laughs>
right, next one. And now uh, the debate is getting more serious, so the rules are getting stricter. You have 40 minutes. I'm sorry, not 40 minutes. That is crazy. 40 seconds <laughs> to respond. All right, each of you get 40 seconds. Our underbeds and closets are running rampant with boogeymen. How can you assure us we'll be able to sleep at night? Sammy, you first, 40 seconds. I just want to tell you that I have a very close personal connection to this. Growing up, I was haunted by not only one boogeyman underneath my bed, but one in the closet. And they were there every night. And I spent a lot of nights being sleepless and, and just wondering if there would ever be a better day. But I'll tell you what, every morning that sun rose up and I got out of bed and the boogeyman were gone because daylight defeats the boogeyman. Okay. And now, you know, we're in a different area. It's not just boogeyman, it's boogie women as well. There's boogie they thems. There's, there's all sorts of boogie, boogie-ish creatures and they're there and they're defeated by sunlight. Now that we have LED lighting and we have uh, the ability to create fake lighting using our amazing solar power uh, panels, which I'll be investing in in 2036, we can recreate sunlight in any moment and defeat the boogies right in your room right now. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. That was well. Vernon, it's, it's your turn, sir. Well, I, I believe uh, that we can um, deprive uh, the, the boogie uh, monsters uh, of their environment simply by sawing the legs off of everybody's bed. Um, if there is the, if the beds are on the floor, they're the only way that the uh, boogie monsters, unless they're really, really skinny ones that slide under there somehow, um, I, do, I think that will solve the problem right there. And uh, I, I stand by it. Thank you very much. Uh, a massive uh, project for America of sawing off everybody's uh, bed, legs off their beds. Doable. Oh, wow. Totally doable. Common, wow, did he finish with common sense solutions for common sense problems? I'm Vermin Supreme. That was great. And, and I'm just going to use whatever time he has left over to say he didn't address the costs of sawing, which is a lot. <laughs> I just know that the, like, he, he, we can just talk all day about how easy things are, but he didn't address the cost of sawing. Unfunded mandates are the best mandates there are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How do you plan to tackle unfair timeout practices? Vermin, you first. Again, 40 seconds. I've already called it. <laughs> already called it. Timeout. Oh. Is it already timeout? I, I call timeout. The clock stopped, right? We stopped the clock. You got 13 seconds on the clock. No, no, no. I stopped the clock. I call timeout. No, you're no, you wait. You, you, you told me I could call timeout. Now you're the clock is running. What, I actually, you, you're playing for the timeout. Oh. My plan, my plan was to have a timeout. What do you mean? Oh, wow. So you're implementing all I can't, you, you, okay. you asked me a question about timeout. Well, I was hoping to go meta. <laughs> if, if you're president, you yeah. can you can go against that. You can make timeouts mandatory. Sammy, do you do you have a rebuttal? Can, can you ask can you ask the question one more time? Yes. Uh, how do you plan to tackle unfair timeout practices? Yeah. Uh, a lot of friends, family members even, uh, I know have been sentenced to unfair timeouts. Um, we have a lot of erroneously convicted uh, timeout servers in the timeout system right now. And you know what? Time's up. 
we can't we can't we can't deal with this anymore we need better judges in our timeout system and better timekeepers because honestly timeouts uh historically have been run on a very subjective time meter they're usually not measured by stopwatches or clocks they're usually measured by a mother's counting and those count that counting can often be extremely unfair we're going to stop that and replace it with stopwatches and better judges other than your family who's making you timed out <laughs> all right i think that was good so i'll move on to the next one Oh, I'm sorry. I, I put myself in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what was facing, going on. Man. Facing the wall. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't turning my back to you per se. It was, it was a comedy bit. Sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. Your next one. Obviously, I, I missed the context of that whole that timeout. I was, I went somewhere else, obviously. But no, no, you are fine. You want timeouts. And yeah. so you're, you're, that's your, I, 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 I was going sports. I, I was thinking sports. I, I wasn't going with the parental discipline thing. You're out of this time. <laughs> How do you plan on uh, fixing all of the boo-boo scrapes and, you know, lumps and bumps? And do you support Yo Gabba Gabba Band-Aids for all? Listen, listen, I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're kissing all the boo-boo. I, I hope I made that better. <laughs> Thank you. Sammy? Listen, I don't, I don't make light of boo-boos. I don't think it's a funny situation. There's people who have boo-boos right now who are suffering. There's people in timeout right now with boo-boos. And we can't leave them behind. You know, often America's, we're just like, we got to move forward on all of these projects. My opponent here, he wants to create zombie camps when there's still American children who have real undeniable boo-boos. Let's fix the boo-boos first, then we can focus on things like time travel. Wow. Well said, Sammy. That was well said. Do you have a short rebuttal, Vermin? What? Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last topic. Last, or not the last topic, second to last. So our walls, TVs, and hardwood floors have been abandoned by parents and adults everywhere. Do you support the Freedom to Scribble Act? And that's to scribble on walls, on concrete, on hardwood floors, on parents themselves. Do you support the Freedom to Scribble Act? Sammy, go first. Scribbling is protected under the First Amendment, okay? A lot of people don't know that. It is the freedom of speech, uh, right to peacefully protest and scribble, okay? And a lot of people are like, I never saw that. I never saw that under the First Amendment. Yeah, because they scribbled it onto the Constitution and you couldn't read that part because scribbling is part of being an American. Every sacred document that founded this great nation was a bunch of people's scribbles. So I will always support scribbling as it is the American way. Thank you, Sam. And Vermin? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly what he said. And then some more. Okay. Um, <laughs> parents just got to be a little careful. You know, they, they pay a little more attention. I mean, you give the freaking kids some crayons and, and walk away. I mean, come on. What do you expect? You're, you're asking for that sort of I agree. Give them invisible ink or something, but uh, yes, yes, I, I think that uh, 
very important. Expression is very important. Free expression is very important. And uh, yes, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Scribble okay. away. So you both agree on that point. All right. So we're both pro scribble. And, 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 and what, yes. And, and once again, uh, Sammy, do you have any kids? I do not. Me neither. <laughs> All you people with kids out there, you know what we're talking about. Your kids scribbling on the walls. <laughs> the last thing I have for you too, um, and this is a question coming from your voters again. Uh, what do you say to the question, can I have a cookie? You just had a cookie. <laughs> But what if they want another cookie? You're, you're going to spoil your appetite for dinner. Can't you wait until after dinner? Ah, who am I kidding? Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Have it. <laughs> All right. So you're pro cookie. You're pro cookie. Sammy, can I have a cookie? The cookie monster must be stopped. Now, this is always creates a dilemma for both uh, children and parents because the child always wants more cookie. And the parent always, the parent never wants to give the child more than two cookies, right? Mm -hmm. They'll give the one, and then if they ask for one, like they'll want to give another one. But if the kid asks again, it's a huge problem, and they don't want to create that habit. So here's how we solve it. Kid gets a cookie, right? They ask for a cookie, they get a cookie. They get their whole cookie. Now, if they ask for more, parent gives half a cookie, right? Now, if the kid's still greedy and wants a little bit more, you give a quarter of a cookie. And then after that, it's an eighth of a cookie. So they're still getting their craving satisfied and it becomes smaller and smaller until they've just become their satisfaction levels out. But I'll tell you what, I'm a math major, okay? And what we've created here is an infinite series where you have one plus a half plus a fourth. It's a geometric sum, which adds up to two. So the kid never gets more than two cookies. Oh, wow. I would also like to point out that I'm, if you're maybe familiar with a product called Milk Bones, and Milk Bones are a biscuit or maybe a cookie, perhaps, uh, that actually the dog chews and they clean their teeth at the same time. And so I would propose the uh, scientific uh, cookie industrial complex uh, do the research that is required in order to uh, develop a cookie that will indeed clean uh, your teeth at the same time. And uh, and perhaps healthy for you. And if we can do that, we will be so far ahead of the curve. We will not even have to have another lockdown. Wow, Vermin, that was such an incredible response. Just, just give it to him, just give it to him. <laughs> Vermin, you, you are the winner of this particular debate. Congratulations. Um, that, was, that was it. I hope both of you gentlemen feel more prepared for the, the road ahead as you Rush towards 2036. Thank you. I'm very much looking forward to these uh, these weekly debates. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see you right back here, same time, same place. Thank you so much, Keith, everybody. Yeah. Give it up for our resident game show host, Keith. Keith crushing COVID. Keep crushing COVID. Oh, yeah. um, That's really Vermin, good. Really good. We, we, we really appreciate you being on the program today. Is there any final words that you want to share with the world or um you know any any additional things you want to plug of yours well i am sure there are absolutely um of course uh verminsupreme.com that's that's the website that's uh, where you want to that's where you'll find my merchandise and stuff and the and the little glass pipes um verminsupremeinstitute.com 
uh, like I say, we added the word institute to my name and made a thing that's an institute. And we're actually doing things. We have an educational component. We have a, um, a public works component. We have a political component. We are an actual uh, 501c4, some crap like that. I don't know, but, uh, but, but it's official. And we're actually doing things like, like I referenced the food pantry and, and doing various projects uh, with the homeless, always looking for volunteers. And we have uh, content and think pieces uh, that, that are on there also. We, we have writers writing stuff. It's, it's become, become a little weird and real. Um, so we got that going on. Uh, of course, uh, patron, uh, if, if you get a couple bucks you want to throw to me monthly, uh, patreon.com slash vermin supreme. And that money goes to the Institute. And uh, I am on Cameo, cameo.com slash vermin supreme. Uh, short money. Uh, I do the, like a whole five minute uh, skit bit with the ponies and, and, uh, blah, blah, and you know, lot, lots of that stuff. And uh, with your message, uh, and that, that money goes to the Institute. Uh, apparently, uh, what I did not realize when we formed an Institute was that if you form an Institute with your name on it, uh, you're a little bit responsible for financially supporting it. Uh, so I have been able to raise on average like 250 bucks a week, a thousand bucks a month to give to wow. the Vermin Supreme Institute by doing cameos. So if you need a cameo for any reason whatsoever, uh, hire me. And uh, the, the more money we make, the more money we can give away. It, it's, a, it's a really groovy thing going on there. Um, of course, High Noon with Vermin Supreme every Saturday at noon uh, on the YouTube there, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Facebook. What? I don't know, What? whatever. Um, got the book. Uh, don't forget the book, um, you know, and uh, 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 Google Internet um, um, plug, plug, stuff, stuff. Um, yeah. And and uh, and uh, of course, uh, mutual aid, mutual aid is, is very important to, uh, to us all. It is the thing that keeps society running. Uh, so please. Uh, check in on your friends, uh, do good works, do th nice things for people. Uh, if you see a need in your area, please uh, try and find out how to address that need and put together a few people and make that happen. All that stuff, you know, you know all, all, this, all, all the funny stuff, all the serious stuff. Does that answer your question? <laughs> um, yes. Well, I, once again, I want to thank you very much, uh, all you beautiful people. Uh, for ha having me on this wonderful show. Uh, like I said, I apologize if I, I'm a little rusty. I ain't been doing a lot of media appearances because I got so burnt out on that during the election cycle. And so I wanted to thank you very much for uh, giving me this opportunity to have a little bit of fun with you and, and your friends. Yeah. And um, maybe we can do it again sometime. And um, yeah, send me the link and uh, we'll, we'll, share, we'll share this appearance. out. out there. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Everybody, Vermin Supreme. Come on now. Let him hear it. And remember, remember, there are two, 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 two types of people on this planet. Those that love phonies and those that will not survive the transition times. Because the road to Ponotopia will not be easy no 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 there will be hardships not all of us are going to make it there will be sacrifices human sacrifices but let me assure you this 
the road to Ponotopia will be paved with the glitter-encrusted skulls of our vanquished enemies! Because together, we're going to our ponies into a zombie-powered future. And that is why, now, more than ever, you must ask yourself, what are you going to name your pony? I have no other words to say. Uh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. You know, we've learned that a presidential campaign isn't just about kissing babies, and it for sure isn't about sniffing them. Sometimes you just got to pull yourself up from your own bootstraps and put the boot on your head. You really got to make a statement. So I have a new policy, and that is when in 2036, I'm going to allow everybody to be president for one day. That's right. We're going to pass the nuclear football. You want to make an executive order to enable giraffes uh, in the, to run for office? We'll go neck and neck. <laughs> All right. You want to change the pronunciation of the word crepe, right? Condoms for the elderly, come on. The possibilities are endless. So anything you want, that's coming in 2036. Of course, I look forward to having Vermin back on the program as we're gonna be doing this every year until 2036. So it's uh, glad we got some good practice in today. One more hand for our amazing guest. Uh, and now a word from our sponsors. Dr. Shumway wants you to brush three times a day, but don't take our word for it. We recommend brushing at least twice a day and using floss and fluoride toothpaste. Mouthwash isn't a bad idea either. Excuse me? Mouthwash? Whatever happened to good old-fashioned God-given spit? Come on. What are they hiding? Plaque. Plaque can build up between your teeth and cause gum disease. Oh, okay. Better up my bubble yum's life insurance. Lack of proper dental hygiene has been proven not only to cause gingivitis, cavities, and mouth cancers, but it also leads to heart disease, dementia, and other life-threatening illnesses for humans. Oh, yeah? Then how come cavemen didn't brush? Um, Brushing your teeth is just the government's way to implant chips into your mouth. That's not, that's not even possible. 99% of cancer patients have one thing in common. They all use toothbrushes. <laughs> okay, everybody uses toothbrushes. Everybody? Well, they should. There you have it. Dr. Shumway and Big Dental trying to control your lives. Don't be sheeple. Come on down to Toofies and get a twofer on your twofers. Toofies. The only dentist recommended by Kodiak Chewing Tobacco. What do you have to lose? Your teeth. Teeth? <laughs> Who needs them? <laughs> this message was brought to you by the National Association for Dentures. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time.